This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. And now we have a treat for sports fans everywhere. It's really important that professional athletes learn what uh, to say and how to deliver their message. We've got a great first half. Make sure you keep the ball doing the work. We're still looking to get it in the wide areas. First of all, it's the correct stadium design, but also the correct pitch construction. And that clash, that rivalry comes together with that traditional white blocked against that more modern contemporary neon color. All these events live on the program. We'll continue to do our best to cover sport in the way that you like, backed up by our highly professional team. Grandstand starts now on BFM 89.9. Yep, it is that time of the evening again. Hello, welcome to another episode of Grandstand. I'm Ross Yusuf. Um, This is a show where we look at sports from different angles. That's my gist anyway. Um, today, Grandstand looks at the world of public relations um, in sport, obviously. Now, overall, PR, public relations, uh, is a specialised niche of the communications field. It focuses on shaping an individual or an organisation in the eyes of a public. Spin doctors, whatever you call them. PR specialists in sports work hard to generate positive publicity surrounding sporting events Athletes and team news. So, with that, let me introduce my guest today. Then, Gogolin Durai Raju from Rantau PR is here. How are you, my friend? Hello, Ross. Thanks for having me. Uh, Gogs is a longtime friend. Uh, he's also a regular guest on on our football shows. Now, you, you you work in PR, obviously. Run run a PR firm. The the biggest thing you've you've done recently was uh, put on well. The, the, the big fight with Manny Pacquiao, right? Yeah, I mean, Manny what, Pac- yeah, start by telling us the, the work involved in staging an international event in somewhere like KL. Well, you know, uh, I mean, this was this is the biggest fight since the Ali fight from a few year, a couple of years, not even a couple of that that long ago, actually. Come to think of it, but. It takes a lot of back work, right? I mean, we do we do all the running around and everything, getting the media sorted and all that stuff. Basically, we're telling stories. We need to create stories. Sports, everybody knows sports. Everybody thinks they know sports, right? But there needs to be a hype about the sports. For an event of this magnitude and stature, we created the publicity from the ground up. Because, obviously, Benny Pacquiao's name is obviously household in terms of uh, in sports and in boxing and in Malaysia also. Globally, we don't have to say. Yeah. But... When everybody, when you decide to have a fight of this magnitude in Malaysia, everybody's yep. wondering why. Yep. Why Malaysia, right? Yep. Because I mean, obviously, we don't stand out as a boxing capital of the uh, world or anything like that. So that's where we start. Our this is where our job starts. Why? So uh, yeah, you you try and create some what history that you yeah, bring, so you we, bring up the fact that Joe Bugner fought here yeah, with Muhammad Ali, right? Back then and all yeah. that. You know, we create the history. Why did they come here and all that? You know, we create links. We create stories. We create the hype. We we are start in a way. Storytellers of a different so, sorts. Who employs the PR agency to do all this? Uh, this is basically the promoters. The promoters get in touch with us, and we obviously have a, a meetings after meetings discussing on what strategies we are going to with, what kind of uh, campaigns we are going with, what kind of uh, overall st- uh, niche market that we want to look at. Sometimes, you know, because Malaysian public is definitely not going to, you know, straight up. Rush for fight for a fight of this nature. Mm. I mean, right? they, I mean, uh, obviously, like um, disclaimer: we're we're recording this before the fight. Gogs is actually at the moment uh, involved in setting up the fight, so 
well done, Pakal. I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, all right. Fi- fighting, fighting aside, we, we we see public relations used in sports uh, a lot. I'm thinking about football now, and I'm trying to think of. Remember. David Beckham, Rebecca Lewis. I knew, I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the, the one that struck me the most. I mean, the word is, it actually did go on. Yeah, apparently it did go on. I mean, so you see how the PR guys came out and squashed it immediately, right? With, uh, with all the statements, the positive statements yeah, coming out of the camp. They, they made camp. her look like a tramp. Exactly, right? So they, they, you, what you do is, I mean, I'm, I'm not, half the time I'm not supposed to tell you all these things. <laughs> but how, you, you decide on a strategy. Right. Obviously, his team decided on a strategy. I forgot who is uh, who's uh, who was leading his team, but it was uh, Max Clifford. Sorry, oh, yep, yeah, yep, Max yep, Clifford yep. was uh, famous. Famous, yeah. Max Clifford was leading his team, and obviously, they sat down and decided we have to make somebody the bad person here. Right? It obviously cannot be his client. So, ta-da! So, when 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 you sit down with a client and you you spin these that's I'm sorry that's what you yeah, do well, right? we, we don't use the word spin <laughs> yeah but that's exactly what you do right I mean you, you're concocting if you like we're storytelling I mean do, does the client just sit there and go yeah 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 or are they shocked or how, how do they react no no we, we, well we sit down and we, we work with the clients generally all the time the clients I mean so the client most of the time is in agreement oh, of course, yeah the client knows the client they're not green ones very, very few clients who don't know what PR is about and if they don't we, we educate them on the, on the benefits of it and all that and PR is I mean it's everywhere these days you wouldn't realise it but everything that you read every, every story that you read every article that is coming up on your news feed on your Facebook feed on your Instagram feed is being shaped to in a public relations pattern. Yep. Um, just to just to to build on what Gogs was saying there, it's basically everything from writing newspaper stories to press releases to organizing briefings to preparing press guides to to maintaining historical files, everything responding to the media and public's information request. Yeah, so, I mean, back to, because we're here because of sports PR, sports is the only thing that is live that you cannot duplicate. The Wimbledon tournament, the World Cup, which is just finished, yep. you know, stuff like this, live, live activities that you cannot duplicate. Hence why the PR is always dynamic. Yeah. You... A thousand and one things can go wrong. All we right. have crisis PR running at the same time. We have material PR running at the same time. You know, all kinds of stuff running at the same time. Okay, I'm your I'm your biggest client now. Yeah, I am Malaysian football. I'm, <laughs> I'm knocking on Gogolin's door. I'm going, ding dong. Actually, <laughs> knocking on a door, but it's the sound of a doorbell. Yes, yeah, special door. It's Rantau PR. <laughs> and hello, Gogolin. Uh, I'm Malaysian football. Um, how will you sort me out then? How do you get people to like me? And how do you make me number one in Malaysia? <laughs> number, well, first of all, <laughs> Malaysian football has so much a goodwill that they don't realize they have it. You know, they 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 always go around pushing the wrong buttons in terms of trying to engage their fans. Obviously, the results are what speaks for the Malaysian football. Mm. But Malaysian football, from the hierarchy, from the administration, from the communications team, need to speak to their fans, to the public, which are their stakeholders. These are the ones who are going to give you goodwill and chills. Keep them on your side. Engage them. Speak to them. Tell them of development coming up. You know, I, you don't expect to be. Obviously, we are what well, now? We are below Fiji or something. There was yeah. some statement that came yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know, these are type of things that you don't. But need. hey, we, we beat them one nil. Yeah. So you know, um, no. Um, the the fact that uh, you you brought that up absolutely. Uh, the point I'm trying to make now is uh, uh, driven home by that. Uh, speak to your fans. Uh, be more in touch. 
Now, the Malaysian FA Cup final was mm. held on a Saturday recently, and it clashed with the quarterfinal of the World <laughs> Cup, exactly um, involving England and Sweden. Now, I, I follow a lot of Selangor and Pahang fans on, on Twitter. And they're all saying things like, oh, why why wasn't the game on a Sunday? Because it's still the weekend and I can still bring my children. And I don't get to see England in a World Cup quarterfinal very often. I'd say ever. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. This is I mean, not not you keeping in touch with your fans, exactly. really, I mean, is there, it? There should be some straw poll. I mean, it's not very hard to engage with fans these days with the so, amount of social platforms you have. You know, you just said fans were engaging with you on Twitter talking about it like I, I personally thought the game the final was on a Sunday that time hey you know I, I mean yeah I, I, I love the Malaysian game I try and champion it and, and I, in fact I follow Selangor but yeah I'm sorry World Cup exactly right? yeah. and I you mean, said I mean if you're, you're an England fan I mean, still England is like the second team for most Malaysians right? well this is the yeah. this, this is the other point yeah. so I, I mean I, I don't know um, when, when you arrange a final on the day obviously you, you know the calendar beforehand you know that the World Cup quarterfinal is everybody happening. knew the calendar beforehand yeah it's going to be kicking off at 10 p.m. <laughs> so you set your final kickoff at 9 p.m. Um, it must show, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, confidence, you're right. so, yeah. confidence in your league, yes. Arrogance, possibly. So again, if they have issues that were needed to be done and logistics that had to be done on that Saturday at 9 p.m., then they should come out and speak and tell the fans why we cannot have it on a Sunday because of this, this, then that. Because I'm sure that there were some other reasons why it was held on a Saturday 9pm on the 7th of July mm. when England were playing, uh, sorry, Sweden. Yeah, um, well, um, I, I know the stadium's free on a Sunday. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, no, the annoying thing is uh, there were statements coming out blaming low sales, low ticket sales and apparently um, the clients aren't happy. You know, the sponsors. Yeah, the sponsors. You, yeah. you back a tournament, and you, you know it's not going to be a full yeah, house. Yeah, you're, it's, you're it's right. It's, it's one of the showpiece tournaments of the Malaysian football calendar. Yeah, your 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 sponsors are paying loads of money for yep. it to get all that this thing, and you put it bang on a FA Cup, a World Cup quarterfinal. It's not even a first round World Cup game. So, so how, how do you make that? How do you spin that to make it look good? How do you get people to the stadium and tell them not to watch? The World Cup? <laughs> yeah, we need. First of all, it's it's not it's not the job of PR to get the people to the stadium, but it's also to explain your stance on why, when, what. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It's yeah. basically like again back to it. Engage with your fans. Yeah. Again, it is not that hard to engage with fans and your general public these days. All right, brilliant stuff. This is where we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're actually going to find out more about the day-to-day life of public relations work. Stay tuned. More grandstand coming right up on BFM eighty-nine point nine. A view of sports from every angle. This is Grandstand. Hey, thanks a lot for sticking with us. This week on Grandstand, we are looking at the world of public relations. PR and sports, if you like. Goglin from uh, Rantau PR is here. Now, Gogs... Um, uh, I've, I've got. I've, I went out with loads of girls who worked with in 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 your industry, and this, uh, I hope I don't know it. No, 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 no. This is this is. I, I'm talking years ago. Yes, I, and and a lot of them complain about the long hours, the fact that it's a seven day a week job most of the time. I mean, they're literally on call. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that was back in the day. 
right? Like, I mean, we, we all know how old Ross is, so we know that was like a long time ago before there was dial-up phones and everything. <laughs> no, oh. but seriously. Oh, wow, you can see pictures on phones now. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so technology has helped. If you're looking for, I mean, I know what people who want to work in PR listening to this and thinking, you know, it's like advertising for Mad Men and everything and all that. But, you know, seven-day weeks and all that, yes, when there's a when there's a, when there's there's an event or a, 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 something big going on, yes, it all hands to the pedal. Mm. But otherwise, with technology these days and mm. everything, it's a bit more relaxed, yes. But you still, you're still running around, you know, with your stuff. So, um... What what kind of background does one need to 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 pursue the world of PR? I mean, what should kids be studying? Well, kids are already studying. I mean, I don't have to tell kids what they're studying, but I want to know. I want to tell one thing to everybody who's looking into PR or just in general. You need to have common sense. This is one thing that is lacking from I, I mean, from everybody I'm interviewing these days. Common sense. When something goes wrong or something needs to be done, you need to pick it up. You cannot learn that at a, at a college or a university. You need to pick it up true as you go along. You know, these are skills of life, life skills. And common sense is one of the things that is lacking sorely with all the new uh, recruits that I'm actually mm, meeting. Mm. Well, so wait, when, you inter- when you interview these, these young kids, um, wh- what do you look for? Do you look for how keen they are? Do, do you- yeah, I like to see passion. I like to see how they talk about themselves. I like to see how they talk about... And, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about sports itself. So I like to ask them about what... Do they play sports? Do they run? Do they, you know, you know what kind of thing? Do they, what teams is... If they, they like sports, what football teams, mm, what, you mm, know, mm. basketball teams, whatever they prefer, you know? And I like to see the passion when they start talking about it. Mm. And that is where I notice how passionate you are. Because when you're passionate about something, you immediately start talking yep. about it. Yep. And I don't, I, I don't have to stop you, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so your your modern superstars of the world now, your your Paul Pogba's, your Cristiano Ronaldo's, they've all got PR companies working for them. Teams, yeah. Uh, what do they do for them? So yeah, so everything you see from a, a Ronaldo or a Pogba on Instagram these days is curated by a team, all right. So whatever it comes to you is curated by a, a team that has been briefed on what what their narrative should be. So what is Ronaldo's narrative? You've seen Ronaldo, how he's come about. And look at that the recent picture of him walking down the bus and talking to that boy. Remember that? There was a, yep, there was yep, a yep, vi- yep. video that went what viral. What great PR that exactly. one was. Exactly. You can't buy that, right? That's earned media, right? That, so that, so that, that's literally a fan taking a picture, a video, and yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it was just, he, he, and, you know, he decided to do it. He knew, he didn't even know there were cameras. There was a video camera there. But, which goes back to the what I was going to bring up later on is that every second of every time a professional athlete has a video camera next to him either with his team or with his fans from a camera phone so you have to understand anything can go wrong and so many things can go right yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so you yeah. you saw the instance of the Ronaldo thing going right. Yeah, and I'm sure I, I think we'll talk about things later on on how things can go wrong. Yeah, right. And you know when things go wrong, they will go really long, and it goes viral. And I will, also that is where the PR team comes in. Mm. Uh, uh, obviously, um, if you can do PR before damage is done, it's great. But who knows that damage is about to be done unless you're clairvoyant. Uh, exactly. Most yeah. of the time, mm. your public relations companies. Come in when when the da- I mean if you knew if you're coming into a bomb site bomb site yeah exactly we're coming in and we're telling everybody to calm down we're coming into something that is basically is, is disaster we are we are ground zero we, we are att- coming to ground zero we are Defcon one you know and we are te- technically going and telling them relax we got this 
you know, and then we're telling them what to do. We would like the client to obviously listen to what we say because we have gone through this with multiple times with other clients and all that. But most of the time, the clients are panicking and thinking they don't, and they're pushing the wrong buttons. Too many people are talking about it when there should be one person only talking about yeah, it. Yeah, th- this is what I mean. So they really spoil whatever you have going. Yeah, on. because they, they start panicking, right? And because you, you have access to so many social assets on your phone with the touch of a button, you never know what you're going to do, and you start panicking and you say the wrong thing. And you start getting quoted in the press or anything like that, or even if it goes viral. Mm. I mean, the the last thing anybody wants to do is something when a crisis hits for it to go viral. Yeah, because yeah. then, like you said, the damage is done. Yeah. But on the flip side to that, if I can talk a bit, a bit more about yeah, this matter, yeah. on the flip side, of this attention spans are dropping. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Something like a uh, 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 incident of some uh, maybe uh, getting caught on video or something like that. Back in the day, it'll go on for like a month. Yeah. Now it'll go on for like tops two weeks. Yeah, if that, if yeah. that, ten yeah. days, yeah. you know, and then once you off your Instagram, your, yeah, exactly. your, your Facebook feed, the algorithm's gone. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. gone, and then you know, it starts until then. You get a memory, mm, <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, so those are the flip sides to it. But again, every player you see nowadays on the TV, and what do you think? Pogba has so many hairstyles. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, I don't think he actually wants to do that many hairstyles. He, he wants to play football, but his team is telling him to do that. That's a good you know? point, yeah. actually. Uh, how much of it is is yeah. so? Uh, what you're telling me is so uh, a young, promising, say Kylian Mbappe, who's had a wonderful World Cup, worth the odd two hundred sixty million or something like that. Kylian Mbappe, he, he's young, he's nineteen, he's fresh. US PR team, how how would he proceed? He's not your Paul Pogba with your different hairstyle yeah. and, and the clothes. Again, you see what now so you have you have the Ronaldo, which is the fine of yeah, the absolutely. Spectrum, and then yeah. you have the Pogba which is there, and then yeah. you have the Neymar. Yeah. You know, in oh between them, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. And but Neymar now, after the World Cup, his cred has dropped a bit. His stock has dropped yeah, a exactly, lot. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean I got from a from a public relations point of view, with everything that's going along. Oi, Neymar, oi Neymar, if you're listening, uh, Gogs, Gogs <laughs> can sort you out, yeah? Um, give him a call. Yeah, so Mbappe is a fresh new talent now, right? He is the new face of football coming in. And look at the stories that are coming out of him. First teenager to score two goals, you know, fresh talent and all that. So this is the narrative they're shaping, as you can see. So they're keeping him fresh and everything. As long as he doesn't do anything stupid on the pitch or do a Maradona in 82 type thing, they will curate that story and they will carry that. And mark my words, he will end up in Real Madrid in two seasons' time, and he'll be a different product then. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking back to to when I was growing up, and, and you had your Paul Gascoigne. <laughs> he must have been a PR <laughs> company's nightmare, right? He, oh, I don't think he had any PR because he never listened to anybody. No, but yeah, yeah, true. And, but I mean, imagine every night you just be wondering, oh my god, what's he doing now? <laughs> what's he doing now? Well, you must have a whole list of ready answers and uh, statements to just put out. Oh uh, no. Paul was minding his own business last night, as usual, drinking his pint when he was subjected. <laughs> but okay, have you have you ever um, PR'd for people you don't respect? But because the money is good, you do it. And what kind of job do you do? What, what kind of what kind of battle do you have with yourself inside when you do something like that? Well, that's. I mean, I've I've had these conversations a few times with my team and myself. And it's a, it's a very 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 good question. Some I can't say some of the names, but I have yeah yeah obviously you know I've I've been asked to handle PR for certain people or just have a chat with certain mm, people mm, who mm. I th- who from me or from what I know of them I don't respect them neither would I would but you know I'm always with an open mind right yeah. 
So I go there and I speak to the person and I have a chat with the person and all that and I find out it's actually a different person from what you've seen all this while. And hence why he needs that PR. Ah. Okay. You, he's like a, 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 you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. A completely different person to what I've been hearing, I've been seeing. So you, you 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 believed the PR that was going on exactly. At the time. So I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and if I could believe it, imagine the, the rest of the people. Absolutely. Yeah. So that that happens how often? No, nah, that doesn't happen. I mean, if I there's certain industries I won't touch because I don't really, I don't believe in them. And Can you say the, what they are? Or tobacco for one. Yeah. All right. Well, that's hard to push anyway yeah. and yeah. make it look good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it won't give you cancer. All right, it will. <laughs> uh, no, it won't kill you. Uh, oh, okay, it will. Uh, today, it, <laughs> well, now it's sugar. Now sugar is the new tobacco. So. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yeah, that would be. So what? What would be? So okay. Now yeah. since you're talking about sugar, yeah. A few years ago, it was with cholesterol and everything, right? Uh-huh. Cholesterol was bad. For uh-huh. you and everything, right? Now sugar is the new tobacco, as you can see from your news feeds, from your thing. I mean, we are both on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we, I think we see sometimes the same articles and yeah, all that. Yeah. And you tell me, how many articles have you seen of the past year and a half of sugar? Uh, agreed, it is the new evil. And, and this is what the lobbies, PR lobbies, do. So, if the sugar company came to you now and said, "Goglin, Rantau, can you help me? How can you make me look good?" So you see a reversal in the news feeds of your, and then salt will become the new tobacco. It's like try this lovely cake that I just baked. It's got lots of goodness and fresh cream and okay, tons of sugar. But yeah, all right. I tell you what. Second break. When we come back, then we'll wrap up with the golden rules of public relations. Don't go anywhere. This is Grandstand on BFM eighty nine point nine. Sit back, talk sports, and play ball. This is Grandstand. Hey, thanks a lot for sticking with us. We are back, myself and Goglin from Rantau PR. We, we are looking at the world of public relations in sports and... Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you're dealing with... Uh, what's the name of that cyclist who got banned? <laughs> He who shall not be named. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, I mean, mate, that, that, every other week there's a cyclist being banned. You, you know, uh, yeah, but Lance is, you know. Yeah, I mean, that would be that's your ultimate case. Yeah. You can't make Lance Armstrong look good, can you? I know. I'm, I was, the, uh, you know, uh, we were sitting down the other day and sitting talking about challenges, and Lance Armstrong's case came up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about that. You know, you win how many Tour de France titles, and then you get found out, and then you start blaming other people, and then you get get found out and because there's data and all that stuff I mean the only way I think that if you're going to come back from a Lance Armstrong story is you got to do so much CSR and charity work without being without being you got to can't shout about it somebody else has to start shouting about it so do you, when you, you're, you're in fact basically a firefighter right at, at times uh, yes, uh, yes so do you, do you find that carries on into your personal life as well do you, do you, do you, are you the diffuser of arguments yeah. with your mates. <laughs> like no, I think I'm the one who starts them just to, <laughs> just to see how it happens <laughs> so I can use it in real life work. <laughs> Mate, he said Liverpool are shy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, what what are what are the um the, the golden rules like everything in in every industry? I mean, there must be rules you adhere to. Uh can you share some of them with us? It's like, uh, number one, do, do you not look the guy in the eye? Or no, 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 no. <laughs> You've been watching too much TV. <laughs> no, but always be open with your PR team. You know, tell them. we are, we PR teams, are, hence why we don't have conflict uh, clients most of the time, is because we are very, we are, uh, we are perceptive to every secret of the company. They open the books to us. They show us everything. 
Because we need to know mm. everything mm. We cannot find a skeleton in the closet all of a sudden So we know everything Hence why we don't do uh, conflict clients Because you know we are guardians of the truth okay. For the client yeah, yeah. So be honest with us Trust your PR team And if there's a crisis Come out and hit it head on You know Sometimes maybe Very few times Yes Let the time play out Case in point of Tony Fernandez uh, Fiasco with Asia and everything mm-hmm. But Most of the time Be upfront with your Public With your stakeholders You know They need to know the story. They need to hear from you Do not sit in the back And let other people Do the talking for you Because then the narrative Gets convoluted So say There's an ex-minister Shall we call him Just B. John <laughs> say, say, ex, say ex-minister B. John Comes knocking at your door He goes Oh bro Listen The whole country is against me They think I'm a thief They think I'm a horrible Horrible person Can you help me? How can you help a person like that? So That is where you start When you think that the whole country is against you He actually thinks This minister Probably has Some Support somewhere Which is where we need to play it Right? And start He needs to again Start telling his version of it He needs to be brutally honest Right. You, you're talking about the guy coming out and basically trying to be as real as possible exactly, in yeah. this situation. In this situation, you have to be as real as possible. You, you cannot be giving out uh, blurbs and statements. You need admission. To talk. Admission, exactly. So when you're firefighting a scandal, one of the first things, if you are at fault, is admission. Exactly. And, and it's how you play it. Play it. And again, I said the engagement has to be real and honest. And then you see the timelines and how pe- how long people are going to go. If you keep telling them the truth. They only can start hitting you about the truth for the whole week and a half. After that, they need to find something else to do because it's become old news already. Yeah, good point, good yeah. point. Just to um, um, uh, uh, bang on the point of what Golds was just saying there, if you do apologize, do it fast, make it complete, people are more likely to forgive you. Because at the end of the day, people want to forgive their heroes. No, Nobody wants a bad guy. Nobody wants to read about a bad guy all the time. And you know what I mean? So, with, with that as your big picture, your job should be actually quite easy. Then. <laughs> if, it, if it only was, if it only was. I mean, imagine a kid watching Neymar, <laughs> his hero, right? Oh, he needs PR. Exactly. And then you see Neymar being ridicu- doing all this unnecessary stuff on the football field, where he's not supposed to be doing it. And then you get you being ridiculed in various of his uh, social yeah. assets yeah. everywhere in the media. What do you think that kid feels about his hero right now? You know? So the same thing for an adult that, you know, looked up to Lance Armstrong yeah. as his hero and then find out a few years down the line that what Lance Armstrong did was a slap in the face. You know, it's the same feeling from a tw- for a 35-year-old to a 7-year-old. They have the same feeling because they're he- we all need heroes. Mm. And when your hero lets you down, that feeling is ageless, mm. right? Mm. So this is where we come in and we create, a per- not a perception... How to manage this But I mean Okay Let's face it then PR companies At the end of the day The majority Of your clients Who come to you Are mostly dishonest (laughs) Yeah cheers mate Thanks a lot (laughs) My phone's gonna be ringing In 10 minutes I'm just generalising here But no I'm saying is Most people Are basically In a bit of stuck A little bit of hot water A lot of people Don't know the real story And this is where We come in And tell them the real story Like I just told you If you believe something 
that you've been hearing on your newsfeed for thousand and one times. You think that is the God spoken truth until we tell you exactly what is the real story behind this person, and then you realize, oh, hang on a minute. You know, you know what I mean. Mm, mm. We come and tell the real story. We want to tell you the real story. We want to tell you that Ross is actually a good football player, <laughs> not the guy you see on the futsal courts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wow, you'll have to sell that on all go across all platforms. I say. Well, um, uh, what, what, what's the hardest thing you've done? Uh, can you can you don't have to give us detail, but what, what's the hardest thing you, you've done as as your company? Uh, I think. Um well, I, I've got to think back a bit. We are 26 years old, so yeah, it's been. We've done a few. I think that I, I won't say one specific uh, mm. incident, but it's been. It's. Uh, it's back then when we first had the first bungee jump. Oh my goodness! Do you yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And then yeah, when the yeah. boy fell and everything. Yeah, yeah that was us. That, that, that <laughs> was always a nightmare waiting to exactly. happen. Exactly. So yeah, when yeah. you got things like that, yeah. and it was new in Malaysia, yeah. and we didn't want the press to talk about it because. It was the first And if the press start talking about it You're going to kill the industry immediately And all that stuff Remember that back in Sunway Lagoon? I absolutely remember yeah. that I, I remember I was never going to get close <laughs> to that Ever I have no fear of me doing that um, What would be the ideal Who would be the ideal sports person For you to to PR? You could add him to your client clientele Well, I would personally As a challenge Zlatan Ibrahimovic <laughs> you know, he's just He says the things he's a, he's, he's a brand by himself He's a spokesperson for himself You know How, how would you make How would you take Zlatan to another level now? I mean, he's he's pra- practically He's everything, right? I mean, he's done everything he, he comes across as a warrior He bigs himself up I mean, he calls himself a god For goodness sake <laughs> um, You're doing PR for a god then <laughs> Yeah, I mean But I mean, he's near the end of his sell-by date now Right. How, how, so, you... so now we transition him into a football statesman. You know, a spokesperson, a person who knows his football, who people respect when he starts talking and all that stuff. Would, would so, you do... uh, France Beckenbauer type? Yeah, I mean, so uh, uh, maybe even a Maradona, a, a mix between Beckenbauer and Maradona. So, like down the line, maybe like in a year, you you have a Zlatan movie coming out. Maybe not even a Zlatan movie. You need to create the whole Zlatan persona now. He's done it all. He's played every, nearly every big football. He's club. got aftershave that 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 goes well with tattooed bodies. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's something I didn't know. <laughs> but you, see, you know what I mean. I, I want to create. If, if if I was doing work for Zlatan Ibrahimovic, yeah. I would do. He would come out between a cross between a Franz Beckenbauer and a Diego Maradona. That's wicked. Promise me, if if you ever get Zlatan as your Client, um, call me. <laughs> yes, we will do a show. Yeah, I'll, I'll, definitely, <laughs> we'll, we'll, our whole bags and stuff like that. Um, well, okay, last thing before we, we leave off. I mean, working in this stressful environment, how does someone like you relax? You can't absolutely relax. You're always looking at news items, trying to read this, read that. Don't your family get sick of it? Well, then you go, Dad, stop yeah. that. Because I'm always looking at my phone. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. 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 I, I get that all the time. Even when I'm in the movies with my kids, I'm like looking at my phone. And my I had to kids. throw your phone out <laughs> before you came in here. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I have a great team that manages all this for me also. I, I have to say I don't do this myself. I have a really great team at Rantau who do it. And they keep everything running. And also, whenever I'm really stressed, I just lace on my running shoes and go for a run. Yes, I, I see you do that a lot. 
I mean, obviously, everybody has their own ways of, of de-stressing and all that. But you, you actually, you, you take it to, you run in marathons and, and yeah, stuff like that, yeah, right? Yeah, so, you know, it's a, it's a it's, it, evenings when I come back and I just, I, mean, I have a long day and I need to think for the meetings for the next day. I just lace up, put on my tunes and I just run. And, because, and that's when I start strategizing, you know, because you're running and you're on your own, in your own own world. So you're strategizing, nobody's calling you, nothing, you know. Brilliant stuff. I hope from listening uh, in this hour, you have learned more about the world of public relations. If you guys ever need a PR company, Gogolin is here. <laughs> Go, Gogs and, and Rantau PR. Look them up. Um, but I mean, I've got to say thanks, mate. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed the chat. It's been brilliant stuff. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay tuned for more Grandstand on BFM. <laughs> Tune in next week for more Grandstand on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.